A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. You know, it is summertime in Wisconsin, and from time to time, we may end up with a thunderstorm that could be accompanied by lightning and thunder. And boy, I'll tell you, if you are a pet owner, especially a dog owner, sometimes those thunderstorms can put you all on edge, including your four-legged friends. Joining us today, Dr. Maria Verbrugge. She is a clinical instructor of primary care at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, and she's been kind of taking a deeper dive on why pets, pets react the way they do and what we can do to help them. I have to declare, I have to come forward, Maria. I've got a dog that responds really badly to thunder, and judging from what I'm seeing on the clients that you consult with, I'm not alone. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of dogs really, you know, don't like thunderstorms. Um, and nobody, nobody really likes being startled. Um, and oftentimes, uh, you know, the, you know, the loud noises, um, are the first trigger. Um, but beyond that, then they can start to actually, uh, respond to the pressure changes and the flashes of lightning and the rain and things like that. And they kind of make all of these associations and they really don't enjoy, um, the, the thunderstorms at all. Boy, they can do some damage to themselves, to property, too. I've talked to a quite, quite a few different pet owners, you know, screen doors, uh, outside, yep. inside. I mean, it, it, it is amazing how quickly they start to trigger. Tell me what's mm-hmm. going on here. I mean, as a pet owner myself, like I said, I'd like to do whatever I can to mitigate some of this stress on my pet. Yeah, so if you have a young dog who hasn't really been exposed to thunderstorms yet, um, as we're rolling into that season, um, the best thing you can do to prevent them from having thunderstorm anxiety is to, um, you know, kind of expose them to it in a controlled environment. Um, So maybe not outdoors where it's so loud, um, but have them indoors and then do some fun things with them during thunderstorms. So do some treats, play some games and distract them. And then as they're exposed repeatedly and they have kind of a good positive experience, then maybe they're not going to have um, this this negative association and this anxiety that builds up. Um, but once you have a dog that has some thunderstorm anxiety, in that situation, really the best thing you can do is just give them a safe place to get away from it. Um, so if uh, if you put them in an in internal room in the house, maybe one that's far away from the windows, um, some dogs like to be in the in the basement, and for whatever reason, some dogs really like to get in the bathtub. I'm not sure why, um, but giving them a place where they're just kind of not so intensely exposed um, can really help. Um, playing some white noise to cover up um, the the noise that would otherwise be startling them. So run the radio or a fan or something like that. Um, and then if you can, distract them with, you know, treats and playtime and things like that. And if they're too nervous to do treats and things like that, um, then you may just kind of, you know, give them, give them a chance to, um, you know, just, just kind of hide and hunker down until it's, until it's done. You know, I, like I said, uh, my experience compared to many others is probably pretty minor. My, my big boy does pretty good uh, making his way through it. But I've got to ask, how, how bad can it get for a dog? I mean, physically, how bad can it get? Is it damage they do to themselves, like I said, screen doors or something like that? Or is there actually a chemical reaction in their body that can be triggered and do 
do damage? Um, a, a lot of times we'll see dogs, if they really, really escalate, they can injure you know, their toenails because they're trying to dig their way to safety. Um, they might um, not sleep very well, and oftentimes um, with thunderstorms being um, kind of more towards the evening and overnight, um, they will disrupt their owner's sleep, and that's not good for anybody. Um, so those would be kind of the most common adverse, um, adverse effects that we see um, Rarely uh, do we see dogs like injuring themselves much further than that, um, but definitely causing some property damage and and hurting their you know nails and paws if they're working to try to get away from things. Dr. Maria Verbrugge is along with us. She's down on the UW Vet, UW Madison School of Veterinary Medicine, where she's trying to help pet owners like mine, like me, get through the storm season with uh, particularly sensitive pets that do not like thunder. So let's talk about other ways that people might find some solace for their pets, Dr. Verbrugge. Uh, there's some there's some commercial items that are out there that offer some hope for pet owners. Uh, some of them tight-fitting shirts or anxiety shirts. What are those all about, and do are they effective? Yeah, so the uh, the anxiety wraps that we see, and there's a bunch of different brand names out there. Um, they hope to either hit pressure points that may be calming or um, just kind of give the dog the feeling like it's being held and, and kind of swaddled. Um, and it just kind of depends on the dog. There are definitely some... Um, uh, people that feel like their dogs are dramatically better when they get to wear something like this. Um, sometimes you just have an anxious dog who's now wearing a shirt, um, and there's not really a way to know if it's going to help or not without trying. Um, we don't have a ton of scientific evidence to say that they work, um, but it also certainly isn't going to hurt anything to give it a try. I see another item that is sometimes discussed, medication. I mean, it, it's a little mm-hmm. hard if it's a pop-up storm or if it's somebody with fireworks, but is there a way to work medication into this situation? There definitely is. And if, if we're getting to the point where it, it's disrupting anybody's sleep or you're just really feeling like your dog is, is suffering and giving them a safe place to hide is just not enough to keep them comfortable, um, then talk to your veterinarian um, because there are a bunch of different medication options that you can try. Um there's kind of two different groups of things that I will usually try in this case. Um, and one is if the dog is uh, has a more generalized anxiety, so they're not just afraid of thunderstorms, but they're also afraid of lots of other situations, then we'll probably think about giving them a medication that's just going to overall decrease their anxiety. Um, if it's just the thunderstorms or maybe some other um, kind of very specific circumstances that bring it up, well, then we're going to do a medication that is just more situational also. Um, so something that we still, we kind of have to plan ahead. Um, and so if I know that there are fireworks scheduled or um, I know that there is thunderstorms predicted for tonight, I want to get those medications on board beforehand um, because once the dog is really anxious, um, it is a lot more difficult to bring that anxiety down. Um, but using a medication to prevent that ramp up in the first place is a lot more effective. Um, so talk to your veterinarian. They may want to do some blood work to make sure that your dog is going to be able to handle those medications well. Um, but we have some pretty good options that can um, just kind of make everybody's, uh, everybody's night a little bit more restful. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm sure I sound like I'm a little over the top, but uh, I don't have kids, so my dogs are everything. And I'm starting to think about when I have to board them or they go to daycare. I mean, my goodness, this seems like an element that I need to communicate with whomever is going to be taking care of my dogs if I'm going to be away for a while. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I think we're really realizing that anxiety is, um, you know, it really affects quality of life. Um, and it's, it's a big deal. Um, and it's not something that we want to watch our, our family members suffer through by any means. Um, so treating that is treating their mental health is every bit as important as treating their physical health. Um, and so regardless of whether they're home or they're being watched by somebody, um, I think it's really important to, um, you know, to, to know your dog and know what's going to keep your dog happy and comfortable. Well, and to your point, I don't want to have to pay extra vet bills for them going through screen doors or more importantly, <laughs> you know, breaking free from a lead or something and taking off across a park into traffic or something like that. I mean, like I said, that's mm-hmm. uh, if you've got a dog that suffers from this, you know how dramatic it can be. Doctor, Doctor Maria Verbrugge, along with us, uh, she is a clinical instructor of primary care at the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine. Is there a place that you suggest people look online or otherwise, Maria, if they're looking for additional resources or want to try to come up with their own game plan? Let's see. I don't know that I know of any websites off the top of my head that would be particularly helpful. Um, I think I'd probably point you towards, if you have a a veterinarian that you trust, um, looking to either contact them or look on their website, um, because I'm sure we know um, there's a lot of uh, Dr. Google out there, um, which often is is maybe not as evidence-based as what your veterinarian may have to offer. Well spoken. Well spoken. Thanks again. Dr. Maria Verbrugge, along with us again, trying to do her best to give us some answers on why our dogs may react so negatively to something like thunderstorms or fireworks. You know what I'm talking about. We've got more details up from Dr. Verbrugge and some of her uh, conclusions on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.